Yivamos Perk Yud Base Mishnah Dalid twelve four and more on the detailed requirements of the Chalitza. Here it says Hacheresh Shenechalatz. If you have the man who's getting Chalitza done to him, if he's a Cheresh, means someone who can neither hear nor speak. Vacheresh et Shechalta, and same goes if the widow is someone who cannot hear nor speak. So we're going to say that the Chalitza is Psula. Chalitza Psula means, like I said previously in the previous Mishnayos, a She'll have to do it again. That won't be effective. She can't do a chalitza like that. And B, um, they can't do yibam anymore. Now, why? Why is it that they can't do chalitza as if one of them can't speak or hear? The answer says the Gemara because the verses require the certain things to be said. And that being the case, if the kind of people who can't speak at all, so then they're not eligible for chalitza, which really means that not just the cheresh, the deaf-mute, but also even the elem, just the mute, could not participate, whether he or she is mute, in chalitza, meaning yibun and then maybe get with only options. Now, if that's the case, it's a bit of a question why the Mishnah didn't say elem, it's a cheresh, especially cheresh means sometimes deaf person who could speak, um, and here the essential part is the can't speak part of it. So there are a few approaches to that in um, in the in the Mefarshim. Um, part of the res- approaches are pivoting on the issue that normally a cheresh is exempt and from mitzvahs and can't affect mitzvahs anyways because they're considered to lack das, like a like a child, like a katan and a shota, mentally incompetent, and therefore um, you think that's the same reason over here. Uh, so therefore, some understand that the whole point is, of course, uh, a cherish wouldn't be able to do the mitzvah anyways, and the point to bring out here is the cherish, besides for not having mental competence, also it's this inability to speak, which separately invalidates him or her, bringing in the mute. Um, others say that doesn't stream together so tightly, and therefore they suggest something really interesting, that a cherish, while he doesn't have or she doesn't have enough das to effect abstract things like kinyanim, transfers of ownership, and therefore they can't get married and so. Um, but uh, uh, they have some level of das and enough that if the Bezdin is standing over them and orchestrating things, that would be sufficient. Remember, after all, Chalitza requires taking off of a shoe and not much more. You just know there's no kinyan, there's no transfer of Isha's rights or something like that. So therefore, um, they hold that the Chiddush here is even though the Bezdin is standing over them and that would be sufficient as far as the das issue goes, it's insufficient because of the separate issue of being required to be able to speak. Uh, fascinatingly, some learn that the issue here isn't that they can't speak, but rather they can't hear, because if they can't hear, then they can't respond one to the other. Furthermore, so the mission, I actually skipped these words, that v'hocholetzes lekatan, if one does chalitza on a child, meaning that the, the man is not your bar mitzvah, again, the chalitza is psula. The Pasuk requires, it says, kach ish, thus shall be done to the man. And of course, a person who's not bar mitzvah is not a man, he's a boy, so he's excluded based on that Pasuk. Now, the Pashat reading, therefore, would be that um, Psula also means that both they don't get a stick, he can't now marry her after all with Yibam, and he'll have to do Chalitza again, uh, when that is how Rabbi Meir learns, but the Chacham disagree, the Chachamim say, no, the Chalitza involving a, uh, a minor, the, the, the brother-in-law is a minor, he's, not, he's a Katan, so it's like nothing at all, and therefore, um, it's certainly not valid, but actually, when he, if he wanted to, he could still turn around, change his mind, and become bar mitzvah and marry her through ibum, as opposed to chalitza. And that would be the din, like the chachamim. Further says the Mishnah, ketana, if you have a girl who's not bas mitzvah, 
shechalza, and she performs the chalitza. So then tachlotz mishetagdil, she has to do it again when she grows up. And if you ask how could a katana already be on her second marriage like this, the answer is there are a few possibilities. Um, the simplest being that her father married her off when she was still a minor. Okay. Vimlo chalza, if she... Uh, fails through that chalitza when she becomes bas mitzvah, then chalitza sapsula, then her chalitza is invalid, meaning she's not married, it's free to marry anybody else. Um, now, this is a little repetitive, and therefore, since it's sort of redundant, it's hard to understand why the Mishnah did this. Again, I, I, if I read the whole sentence, it says, Katana shechalta tachlots tagdil, a minor who does chalitza, she has to do it again when she grows up, vimlo chalitza, if she doesn't, chalitza sapsula. Then her chalitza was invalid. I mean, that seems to be repeating itself. And the reason the Mishnah does this is to inform us that you might have thought that the why can't a girl perform chalitza? It's a hekesh to the fact connected to the fact that the man must be a man, an ish, and not a boy, and some of the woman must be a woman and not a girl. Um, but one might have thought that is like a just a tenuous like rabbinic connection, a rabbinic requirement, not a doraisa one. I mean, therefore the Mishnah repeats itself to confirm that the chalitza psula, meaning even on a on a doraisa level. The Hekesh stands, and it has to be an Ish, and the analogous Isha, and not a Katana, not a child, not a girl.